Hi everyone, this is Jingjing. Hi everyone, this is Caroline. So in the last episode, uh, Jingjing, Yajun, and I talked about uh, personal finance, especially during the pandemic. Many people start to have more concerns and questions about financial issues that、uh, many of them have 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 never really th- thought about before.、Uh, we shared about our personal stories, our own concerns, but actually we didn't really have a solution. At least me, like I have the concept now about okay, I now I know that. Uh, I need to maybe change some like personal habit and think more about uncertainties. But to be honest, I don't know where to start now. Yeah, and then after the episode, an old friend and also a previously a guest speaker on Woman Jackie Yu. If if you have been following Woman for a long time, that you would remember she was on the show a while ago discussing her experience as a. Financial investor and also、um, her experience working in, in a you know public listed company and then later become an entrepreneur. And then Jackie reached out to us and very kindly offering her advice on how should we approach it and then think about personal finance in this new normal or new reality of you know post COVID nineteen where like majority of the people. Or at least in our generations, we're never really worried about you know financial prospect or financial stabilities in you know、uh, in in their daily life. But now, really requires us to rethink about how we approach this. So Jackie has kindly reached out to us, and、um, uh, we had a discussion, and we wanted to turn the discussion into an episode because we feel whatever.、Uh, What Jackie has, you know, recommended to us would be really helpful, also, you know, to our listeners. So we're very, very honored to、um, have Jackie to join us again,、um, and then to share her experience and advice with us. So, welcome, Jackie, again. Thanks so much, Jingjing and Caroline. Thanks for having me again. So, Jackie, I mean, you you listened to the last episode of, you know, how. Caroline, me, and Yajun were approaching、uh, personal finances, and I think, in a nutshell,、uh, you can probably conclude that, at least for Caroline and I, we have very, very basic knowledge about personal finance, and I think that's probably one of the things that triggered your concern,、uh, you know, for for us and also for our generations of people. And what would be your recommendations of to approach personal finance? What is the right mindset? To approach personal finance when you know when we are in our twenties or thirties,、um, and also under the current economic look post COVID nineteen.、Mm-hmm. I think、uh, first of all, I think the COVID nineteen is a fantastic reality check, a big reality check that we only get once in a hundred years.、Uh, the risks are always there; we simply don't recognize them. And we get too comfortable in our way of being, but then you know reality sets in. So I think you know the the big uh, uh, concept、um, is the importance of of mitigating risks in our lives、um, to the extent that we're capable of.、Uh, of course, you know、uh, there are so many risks, and some are force majeure. But at least you know we should do within our power to to mitigate a lot of the downside. And this way, we can enjoy the upside of life 
more fully. So, uh, and it's never too late to start. Um, and, you know, I, I believe that in this day and age, uh, life has, um, a lot of things have been, a lot of cycles have been accelerated so that personal finances is a very critical life skill for everybody to have and develop. Um, so I think, you know, that's, uh, that's the main message that I would like to share with, uh, with, with, uh, you guys in your audience. I think that's really important. And I think, um, you know, we talked about it before and we felt there's very limited channels for, or trusted sources for us to increase our knowledge about, you know, financial knowledge. And then coming from your perspective where, where you you're obviously professional uh, trained in this aspect what would be your advice on how do we get those basic information uh, relating to setting up the right mindset uh, to approach personal finance mm-hmm. right i think that um you know there is a lot of information out there um it takes an inquiring mind to seek and discover them. Um, and especially in the West, uh, I know that Jinjing is based in London. Um, so this concept of personal finance is a very mature industry. Um, so there is a lot of uh, uh, study and uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a large uh, profession out there. So, but you know, it takes a very uh, proactive mind to actually uh, be open to those ideas. So I think, you know, uh, now that you, uh, it, it sounds like you, you are keenly aware of this now, you may be surprised how much resources you can identify. But, you know, uh, inside China, uh, things have developed so fast and, uh, you know, people, this industry hasn't quite, uh, had, uh, the same amount of time to develop. So, uh, resources may be a, a little less. Uh, than uh, the West, but uh, they're still there. So I think, you know, uh, we need to take it upon ourselves, um, you know, seek reliable uh, people uh, who have good, uh, solid experience and also seek books, publications in the media um, to to find the right guidance. Um, Jackie, I think that is very useful. Um like you, you said, like maybe the, the, the it's very important. Like for anybody, if they want to do some change, they want to uh, do something, they uh, take an initiative to to do it. Um, but I also have a question. Like for many young people, um, living in Beijing, uh, probably in their twenties, uh, I think to many people, um, the personal finance is such a like a high-end word like it, it sounds very mysterious it sounds very complicated and i i guess i i see many people their their lifestyle is more like okay i earn money then i know next month i will get my um my, my salary again so the first thing i do is to to buy something like to get on the uh, e-commercial uh, uh platform and the like uh, the, the, the taobao and to see what is uh the stuff that they want to buy but they haven't bought and to many people um is is such a like a long the long-term financial goal is so it's not very accessible you know it feels like okay if i save a cup of coffee today so so what 
like if I save, um, I, if I put my money into like uh, into the bank and get some interest, then it's so little, and you can just spend it on a cup of coffee or just a, a nice a nice meal. So too many people is so, um, the the dream is good, but to how to realize that it sounds not very accessible to 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 most people, especially young people. So what would be your suggestion? Uh, is this phenomenon worries you sometimes, like the uh, the, the lifestyle of the uh, the post nineties or, or even the, the generation younger? <laughs> yeah, this is a very very valuable question. Um, you know, I think this is the key to it. Uh, so, um, I do get concerned uh, a little bit um, because. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes I have I have uh, lived a lot of things twice. Um, so let's say, you know, for example, um, I I spent about ten years in the U.S. before, and about twelve years ago I uh, went back to China, and now I'm back. Uh, I've been relocated back by the pandemic unexpectedly. Um, so you know, over these uh, 12 years of being away from the U.S. and now reco reconnecting with some of my old friends, I have some major uh, life experience or discovery um, that just says what they said on those books are is is so true. I'll give you um, a living example. I have a couple of very close friends. Um, uh, you know, when when I uh, was living in the U.S. And back then, uh, we none of us had children. Uh, we were all coupled up, and uh, you know we were in our early 30s. Um, and the whole world is wide open to to us with lots of opportunities. Uh, life was good. So you know, one friend um, had the kind of mindset that you just described, and he's very intelligent, very capable. The world was his oyster. So he's worked for some really cool organizations in uh, very interesting fields in different parts of the world, like uh, the US, Europe, Asia, etc. So um, he's had very exciting career. And over the same period of time, he's had he had two kids. And then uh, and to him, uh, his earnings potential is always on the on the climb. And uh, whatever, she can just enjoy life to the fullest extent, which meant that he would, you know, spend as much as he earns. Uh, and he has just a lot of, a great sense of security for the future. Now, there's another friend, and all of us are really close friends. This other friend uh, uh, has a father who is a banker, and his father had knocked the concept of savings and compounded uh, uh, impact, compounding in, impact into his head early on. So he is a saver. He doesn't make as much money, but he saves and invests religiously. Now, fast forward 12 years. Now, when we uh, catch up again, I mean, the latter guy also has a couple of kids now. So uh, reconnecting now, it's it's uh, quite astonishing that uh, the the former person, the former friend, um, you know, is still highly dependable on his day job. He's he's a high earner, no question about it. But his expenses kept going up, especially after you have kids, and uh, so he cannot do without a job. 
uh, his job is giving his, his uh, monthly uh, spending, is uh, uh, supporting his monthly spending. Uh, but the latter guy um, is looking at financial freedom. Um, he has already secured his, you know, basic uh, living expense needs, uh, his kids' tuition, um, and now he's looking at, you know, utilizing his years of experience to its full and uh, uh, build something on his own. Uh, so they're in totally different financial situation, um, and time just creeps up on us very quickly. Now, when I uh, uh, listen to your discussion last time, I felt like we are, uh, you know, I went back in time uh, to 12 years ago. Uh, and I, I felt like I, I, I could see how, you know, people do not establish the concept of personal finances. And then, you know, time flies when you're having fun, right? But when you realize it, you know, it's, it can catch you with a lot of anxiety. And it's not the kind of quality life that I think we, we, we're all seeking. So with just a little bit of adjustments in the mindset and a little bit of adjustments in, uh, uh, in the way we approach life, we can actually let time work for us instead of against us. And then, you know, I hope that people, you know, in 12 years time will, will recognize how well they're situated. Uh, and the, the key to this, the major difference to this is the concept of compounding a compounding uh, effect. You know, whether you understand it and apply it makes a huge difference. So uh, when we chatted privately, you know, I, I asked you guys, you know, uh, I asked you guys to, to guess how high it would be if, uh, if you fold a sheet of paper 64 times, right? And, uh, you know, I think maybe our audience can, can take a few moments and think about it. Just use your widest imagination. But the, the answer is still going to astonish you. The answer is that uh, you, you have long enough distance to cover the distance between the Earth and the moon round trip 1.24 million times. How is that possible? It's just one sheet of paper folded 64 times. I was in awe. I mean, I had been trained uh, in the finance uh, 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 in the finance field uh, with real life practice, but that still caught me by in by a shock. And I actually went ahead and did a spreadsheet, uh, just doubling, you know, whatever I assumed as the the thickness of a sheet of paper. And the the uh, the curve just goes after it it goes through that hockey stick turn, it just shoots straight up because you're doubling it every time. Um, and it's quite astonishing. I think the moral of this exercise is that you cannot ignore the impact of small things that's accumulated and compounded uh, consistently over a long period of time. In the beginning of that process, you don't feel a dent. You don't feel like it makes any difference. A few bucks here, a few bucks there, a few hundred RMB a, a month. So what? It doesn't make any difference. And if you're talking about, you know, great financial future, it, you know, largely overwhelms any, the impact of any savings, it appears. But I, I recommend anybody to go through that exercise. It can be a life-changing realization for you. Just the importance of, first of all, saving it. 
uh, saving money no matter how small it is. Uh, and secondly, to, to invest in productive areas in a consistent manner. Uh, and this is how you position yourself to allow time to work for you, even when you're sleeping. So, so I think you know that's the critical concept for everybody to to grasp. That's so interesting, and also, again, a very um, shocking discovery to find out the power of compounding effect. You know, when you're just fresh out of college, like Carolyn says, that you don't have much money, and then you're the incentive to spend the money is so much greater than saving the money, and especially that we are under this the big environment which promotes consumption values pop culture or from your peers or from you know influencers they're all delivering and also like so many different man-made uh, shopping festivals like singles day and and, and all of that but the de- the message it delivers um is very clear you deserve to treat yourself you deserve to buy yourself nice things and and then to you know spend money don't be afraid of spending money on yourself because you're worth it obviously i think you know personal finance is a personal choice and also as you said it's a it's a very conscious effort of in in making that habit or building that habit of saving but then how do you work against this whole narrative around you when everyone is encouraging you to spend and then how to how to strike the right balance of of treating yourself but also at the same time be very mindful of personal finance right yeah this is um this is also very very key we are surrounded by commercialization um and uh, you know all these uh all these uh, mind tricks that uh, signals to us that you should spend. Uh, but, you know, I think we, we need to be, first of all, you know, we need to recognize that, uh, you know, we, we are very highly exposed to that. And secondly, I think, you know, um, to, to really think through, like, I think, you know, mindfulness uh, is, is very, uh, also a very important uh, practice to adopt in life, to really be able to extract yourself to you know a third person position and 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 look at your own thoughts and examine it. It's very important for you for everybody to um, do a budget very broadly, uh, map out what you think is your trajectory of wealth building over your life, and uh, you put in different assumptions. Of course, you know these assumptions may you know chances are they don't apply, but at least it gives you a sense of what you're looking at and how dependent you are on these assumptions. Um, and, you know, we, we are also uh, very exposed to this mind fallacy, uh, which is uh, linear thinking. So, you know, um, chances are you're going to have a very consistent assumption in how your income uh, continues and goes up through a certain time. Uh, but we're probably quite unwilling to, to project a shock like a period of no uh, income for a period of time uh, or income decline and uh, sometimes career switch, you know, because every every industry's development has been accelerated so much 
by technology, uh, yet where our life expectancy is going longer and longer. So chances are that through the overall life cycle, we'll be looking at reinventing ourselves several times. So, you know, uh, in reality, things don't go in a linear manner, but at least project it out so that you understand on paper what your assumptions are for your life. And then, you know, it's, it's a good exercise to go back to from time to time. When you, you know, uh, learn through your own life experience and your friend's life experience, see what kind of shockers there are into that, that, that whole uh, set of assumptions. For example, Caroline mentioned a friend, uh, you know, who, is, who has very strong pedigrees, uh, yet, you know, was out of work for a long time. So that's something that we can learn from uh, people, other people's life experience and question whether these assumptions apply and what if it happens to me? Because if it didn't happen now in this form, it could happen down the road, right? And this will take you out of that blind comfort zone that life is good and it's safe. We are a particle in the universe. We are subject to a lot of cycles. Some cycles are within our capability of observation. Some cycles are way beyond us. Yet the turns, the twists and turns can happen during our lifetime. And we get caught by it, but, you know, totally unex unexpected. So I think, you know, this is a longer term projection <clears throat> that one should, you know, I, I recommend everyone to do to map out, to map out your own thoughts. Um, and then the second piece of it would be to do a monthly budget for yourself and see how your actual spending differs from your monthly projections. Because, you know, the long-term projection is a big picture thinking. And we, we know that things probably don't work this way, right? We're just trying to understand our assumptions. But the near-term exercise, um, I suspect that most people will be shocked also because I did it myself in my early years. Um, I was living from paycheck to paycheck. So, um, you know, I, I uh, had the mindset of savings because, you know, I was trained in this field. And I came up with um, this, uh, this monthly uh, uh, budget, which was quite tight. And, uh, but thinking that I will be able to implement it. But at the end of the month, um, I was always really surprised that I blew my budget month after month. So it's it's another signal to yourself how um, how much more you actually spend than you think. So so that's another thing that uh, that that we need to catch ourselves in. Um, and then you know I think it's very important to establish a habit of living below your means you know so the commercialization that we're surrounded by is persuading you to spend and live beyond your means so you know uh but but the smarter way is to live below our means no matter how much or how little you make this will guarantee that you can save consistently and then you know you just need to put in some effort into uh investing it wisely um but, but first, we have to have a nest egg um, to, to, to invest with, right? And in that long-term projection, uh, you also should consider 
uh, this, you know, have this concept of nest egg because money begets money. If you don't have money, you will, you will always be in a hole. But as your nest egg grows, uh, the, the dollar amount of, of increase um, actually goes up without you knowing it. And at some point, you may realize that you're at parity between the income from your nest egg and your day job. That's when you have a lot more freedom in your life choices. So see what that turning point, that parity uh, is, is expected to reach in your exercise. Uh, knowing that it probably doesn't happen that way, but it's important to map out your own thoughts and find holes in there and see how much you're set back. And then just, this is a process of learning from a life experience. The goal is not to comply with that curve, but to learn from how that curve is disrupted and then adapt our mindset and learn from our life experience. Um, so I think, you know, we need to counter that commercialization uh, with with this awareness of, of being able to live below our means. Um, and, you know, on your point about being uh, uh, young and in a, uh, an early stage of life, I mean, I've been through that period for myself also. I think, you know, and I, I'm a very curious person. I wanted to uh, enjoy life to its full, so I explored a lot also. But it doesn't mean that you cannot save money you can still experience everything you want to and be able to save money. Um, you know, unless you're, you know, in a very, very uh, low income area where survival is in question, but I doubt that you guys are. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, you can spend, you can spend a hundred dollars on some experience, uh, and you can spend half of that for the same experience and walk away, walk with the same kind of uh, feeling or takeaway from it. Um, so, so there are many different approaches uh, to it. So, so I think, you know, these are some of the key uh, mentality that I would like to introduce. Yeah, that, that's, that's uh, important to hear. Um, yeah, talking about uh, nest egg. So to many young people, I guess there's another question. Like to save some money is, not that difficult if you are really uh, determined to saving money. Uh, but I, I guess a lot of young people also have the question of frustration sometimes that it seems like the best time in China to uh, accumulate your, your, your fortune has, has, has gone. Like for example, probably every uh, parents of us, they, they would say, okay, you, you should save money because you need to buy apartment. Like to many of them, like buying apartment was at least worse, the best way in China to, to, to invest at least like 10, 10, uh, 10 years ago or the past few decades maybe. Like to many people, uh, the older generation, um, it was like a miracle, you know, like within a few years, the, the, the price of their apartment doubled or, or even become several times more expensive just in the few years' time. So I guess to a lot of young people, it feels like, okay, but the best time is already gone. And what has been left for us, for this for, for our generation, it seems like that, um, okay, we can save money. And what would be our goal? Like, should we still have the long goal of... Uh, 
uh, invest into buying more and more apartment apartment what what, what do you think mm-hmm. um well i think that first of all um you know i i had that kind of thinking also uh when i was younger uh thinking oh you know back then with you know 2024 uh hindsight uh you know it it's always so clear that you know there were such opportunities et cetera, and going forward things seem to be over but uh i want to say that uh that life is full of opportunities full of it and you don't need to catch them all you just need to catch a few that's within your exposure and they're there they're going to happen in ways that we can't imagine because you know we're we're a speck uh, in the universe, right? And like I said, we're subject to a lot of cycles. Some of them are way beyond of uh, way beyond our understanding um, and uh, observation, but we are all still subject to it. And also, in any difficulty, there are opportunities. You know, I would say that the greater the difficulties, the greater the opportunities. Um, so, just uh, look at this pandemic itself. Um, I mean, if you follow the the uh, stock market in the U.S., the it's the old economies um, that is you know really ha- struggling very hard. They have to some some industries are you know uh, severely impacted. That all have to do with very physical activities. But you know, in the informational sector, uh, in in technology, a lot of these companies have proven so. Uh, resilient and even uh, anti-fragile, like they thrive in this kind of time because, you know, uh, uh, the new way of life and work is creating new demand that has not been uh, uh, established for in the past. So this is a great new opportunity. So I think first be very optimistic that every generation has, has opportunities that belong to them. And their parents' generation may not understand it because, you know, their game is played out. Their mind is stuck in the old ways. So I'll give you an example. So, for example, for my parents who are in their late 70s, uh, they, uh, uh, their prime time was a period when uh, both spouses uh, in the family worked. And, uh, um, you know, that's just the, the default um, and then, you know, the, the, the economic opening up happened, a lot of uh, opportunities happened. And then gradually, you know, actually not so gradually, uh, it happened very quickly that they found that their next generation, their kids, after they got married, all of a sudden, you know, there are a lot of uh, couples who would have one person, usually the, the husband, working full time, making a lot more money than they could imagine. And then the the uh, wife in the relationship would uh, you know go full time uh, at home, taking care of the family, have kids, uh, and 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 be the the person who takes charge of the family life. Now this switch didn't happen so smoothly emotionally for the parents' generation. Most of them couldn't accept it because they think, especially if their daughter is is deciding to to. Uh, 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 be a full-time uh, mother, for example, they feel like they are so open to to risks and uh, all kinds of issues. But that's 
a new form of life that belongs to the younger generation. So the parents' guidance may not apply anymore. So I think independent thinking is very critical.、Uh, understanding that you know, and and some philosophical understanding is also very critical.、Uh, things always swing between、um, two extremes, right? So when when、uh, something goes in one way for a very long time, for a you know a great extent, the the chances of it swinging the other way increases. So it doesn't mean that if it it has been going this way in one direction, it will always do that.、Uh, chances are that it reverses its course, and and that's just way of life. So I think you know,、uh, don't be captive to the parents' thinking,、uh, and you know, just have your independent observation,、uh, and talk to a lot of people、uh, with different backgrounds. It it gives you a fuller perspective. Yeah, I think that's hugely, hugely valuable. If you were to give some advice to the younger generations who freshly graduated from college in terms of how to build their nest egg, could you maybe give them a few top line tips? Mhm.、Mm、right. Right. So yes. Um. So my um recommendation is to do things trial and error. And、uh, you know, I I think、um, I'm a be beneficiary of uh, reading uh, Black Swan and Anti Fragile, both of which are written by、uh, Nassim Taleb. And I think there is so much wisdom in there. I think for young people, first off, you know,、um, don't squander your youth.、Uh, that that period of time, if you can establish yourself. You will be catapulted into you know greater things later.、Uh, you know I think I catch a lot of sense among young people like oh I'm young I can just you know、um, do whatever I want, and they end up squandering that time not learning anything. I think keep yourself very busy learning by trial and error. Do all those things that people are suggesting, but but examine it. Examine your experience. And and also I uh um you you know young young people we we talked about this uh earlier saying there are a lot of temptation there out there for young people to just buy. I guess sometimes it's also not only about uh trying to um how to say like trying to get you to to buy stuff. Also, this culture create a kind of anxiety. It's like、uh, they are selling the anxiety, like they're telling you that if you don't do that, it's not about you getting better. It's about if you don't buy, you will be left behind. So you will be so so much behind everybody, and you will not be the best of you. And、um, if you don't get certain bags, it's not about you having a bag you look better. It's about You don't have it. You will be so so looking so bad. You will you are just a, like to to not catching probably even not catching the bad best opportunities there. Of course, a lot of them are lies. But I guess when you are really young, um, it's really hard to to uh be so independently thinking and be so confident in 
in yourself, right? And you will be so easily to be led by the worries. So uh, you mentioned the bag, right? Um, you know, we can analyze that a little bit. Uh, for young people, you want to embrace life. You want to feel how it is. Uh, you want to experience a lot of things that are so wonderful and fantastic that everyone is seeing, everyone is telling you, and everyone seems to carry. But just leave a small opening uh, in your mind that people may all have fallacies in their in their in their thoughts. Um, you need to come up with your own. So with the bag, for example, um, the implication is that it's a sign of success, right? Um, it's 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 a uh, it could it can carry on so many meanings. Um, it is your it it tells you who you are and it labels you at certain uh, level in the social ladder where you are, and you want to tell yourself that. I'm there. I'm 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 benchmarked. I've because of these signs, I am at this stage uh, of the ladder, at this height of the ladder. Um, but then you know, see how you feel, own it, and then you know, carry it, and hopefully you can see through it very quickly. Um, you know, it could be a very high quality item that you own and you enjoy it immensely. But at the end of the day, it's a bag, and. You know, if you notice how they market the bags, they typically would have a fashion or a celebrity person um, who is very stylish, carrying it, endorsing this bag. And now this bag becomes equivalent to whatever that person represents, success, beauty, uh, attractiveness, et cetera, et cetera. Now everybody wants to buy this bag. But what you don't recognize is that that person made the bag that person established that bag and that person is using it for free. But everyone else has to pay that kind of money for these luxury bags. Now, what it tells you is that it is the person that makes the outfit, not the reverse. Of course, you know, there's quality difference um, and there's you know certain elegance, et cetera, by design and, and the material, et cetera. So, so it's not that this bag makes you, it's you that make the bag. So, you know, and, and then you see, you experience what it does to your bank account. Um, then, uh, you know, go back to that uh, Excel exercise, that budget, short term and long term, and see how it throws wrenches in your, in your, in your, in your exercise. Then maybe you can decide for yourself, how many of them do you need um, in order to fit well into society and accomplish, um, you know, what you need to. And, you know, these, these mindsets still works in, a, in the background for everyone. So, so you do need to play with it a little bit. But to what extent is your independent decision? You know, I'm not advocating not having anything. Uh, but, you know, do you need 10 of them? Or do you need two or three of them? Uh, is 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 a second decision right so i think you know uh that's that's what we need to research into our own senses and peel them apart and then make the decision for ourselves so you know i really enjoy uh one statement by bruce lee he said research your own experience retain what works reject what doesn't work and come up what's essentially your own.
And I think this is such brilliant statement. And I think this should be applied to every aspect of our life. Less is more is a concept that we should uh, examine um, and uh, and practice and see how you feel. Um, I personally feel that you know after you know I personally also embraced all the consumerism uh, later on. Um, I reached a point where I recognized that less is more uh, because you know I I found that in my wardrobe I had. Uh, some dresses that still had the tag on, and it's been sitting there for 10 years. Uh, at the time I purchased it, uh, I was totally in love with it, but somehow it just got lost in the closet. I had too many items. And then every year, uh, you, you know, with every uh, change of season, you have to take care of these things, and it's, it's a big project, right? Uh, it takes so much energy and effort. Um, and the, the thing is that when you have a lot, you're most beautiful and quality items get lost. So later on, I went into the exercise of paring down. So anything that is not all that, you know, fantastic, um, you know, I, I would I would try to eliminate and, and only come up with what is the, the best items for me. And uh, I got rid of the, the less desirable ones so that I'm always utilizing the, 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 the best part of my wardrobe and it frees up a lot of room, frees up a lot of time and, and it frees up your mind. Your mind, I think the mind needs to be decluttered with this kind of exercises. So you pick out what is the, the most critical in life to, to fo focus our energy on. Um, so I think you know, less is more is a concept also worth your own experience and, and examination. Um, and see whether, you know, um, how, how, how you feel towards that. I highly suggest that exercise as well. Yeah, I think it's really an important and a big lesson, a very important lesson for us to have because uh, uh, growing up, I, I never really learned anything about um, like how to think about money, how to treat money, and what money is. So at my school, from from primary school to to college, I basically uh, learned nothing about it. Probably like uh, learn something about like uh, economy, but in a very uh, uh, general way, like uh, in some of the course. But I really think we should um, tell our children in the future that. It's a very important part of our life about how you treat money and how you make money and how you balance money and other things in your life. Um, like money is important, but at the same time, it's not everything. Um, but to how 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 you treat money, how you manage money, will also decide what kind of life you would have. Um, yeah. So I I think it's very important what Jackie you just. Uh, shared with us. I really enjoyed this conversation because I think we started wanting to talk about uh, how to approach personal finance, but I think we ended up uh, touching the fundamentals about how do you approach life. There is uh, intertwined links underneath these two concepts and um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm, 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 I really enjoyed the conversation. So thank you, Jackie, for sharing your thoughts with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you for listening to Woman. If you have any feedback, write to us at Woman Podcast W O M E N Podcast at Outlook dot com. Oh, 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 o